So welcome, 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 so welcome, welcome to, to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Hello, stupid everybody. This week's welcome, welcome, welcome. It's for real. It's for real. With T-Leak like, and Jack. Rah, rah, like a dungeon What's up? No, no <laughs> specific <laughs> order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on the show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is a question for today. No. Wow, wow, All right. Stupid. So, question. No stupid questions. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode. Of <laughs> Our first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. <laughs> hey, what's up, people? How you doing? This is Jay, and I have T-Leak with me. Uh, yes, you do. I think I have a witness. As long, long a- as I can hang in there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Welcome to another episode of the No Stupid Questions show, the show where you have two smart people and one stupid question, or so we thought. T. Lee, it's November 5th, 2020. What you got for me today? Just all of those things put together. November 5th, 2020, and all the implications in, in it is just major so all right all yes right. it is november 5th 2020 and i think we're uh, in for a landmark show here <laughs> yes speaking of landmark okay the stupid question for you and me today is this the most important election in our history Ooh. <laughs> wait ooh, the most important <laughs> election in our history I'm gonna have to go. Do I need to answer that? I guess I need to answer that. So my off the cuff answer. Okay. My off the cuff answer is yes. This is the most important oh. election in U.S. history. <laughs> okay. And and I'm gonna say this. I'm going to give you an off the cuff answer. And I will caveat that you are a much better. You have a much better knowledge of American history than I do. Oh, that's potentially that's, history. That's, history period. So. In, in saying this, you know, I'm, I am open to our audience, to you telling me about other things, but it sounds like we are in agreement <laughs> that this is the most important election in our, and by our, I would say U.S. history, because obviously I definitely don't know anything about other, other places, other countries. So I agree with you. Yes, it is. And I'm so glad I agree with you because I think this might have been a more difficult show if we, if, if we disagreed. If well, we did. so we both answered yes. And I guess you put the history, the history buff uh, knowledge on me. So I guess <laughs> I dig into this a little bit. First of all, I'm not sure my teachers in school would agree with you about me knowing anything about history. Okay. Of course, yeah, I, I did. Is okay. that is that their history and the way they taught it and what you. Yeah, their okay. history. Okay, we okay. won't go. Their story. <laughs> So the obvious question is, how do we how do we leapfrog the election of a Barack Obama? How is this more important than that? I mean, we both said yes, but of course, now I'm asking you the question. How do you put this election in front of the election of the first black president, the first non-white president of the U.S.? <laughs> so there is that was that was important. Well. Oh gosh, I, I can I can answer that a number of ways. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pace myself and not not just let all of it come out at one time. That wasn't an important election for for I think for black folks and maybe like you said non-white folks in terms of someone non-white being elected to the office. 
I, I, I think that, you know, we had some challenges, obviously, you know, he wound up having to do a bailout and so, you know, recession and all of that. The issues are broader, larger, and I hope we can talk about some of them today so that people are aware of what is at stake. Because I, I don't think, I think there's a lot of stuff that has flown under the radar that has happened in the last four years that can actually have some long ranging implications. And uh, that includes, you know, environmental stuff, that includes uh, food. Uh, so all, some of the things that I'm concerned about as a, as a health professional, certainly uh, that I've, I've been paying attention to, and I don't know that it, it, it seems small, I think, to some people, but I think it's, it's going to be big. And then the political process, the, our republic, democracy, whatever you want to call it, is actually on the line when you have someone talking about the lack of integrity of our elections and potentially using that to stay in office, that is too reminiscent of places that I don't want to live. So I think that that is what the, the, the concept that we could even have a democratically elected, somewhat democratically elected president is on the line. So everything else was an election to decide, but this is an election to figure out if our elections are even you know, going to happen in my opinion. So that's why it becomes the most important election. And you, okay. you looking kind of smug over there. But well, only because this is not the first election where that issue was. See, told you. Issue. <laughs> told um, you. <laughs> so actually. Talk to me. And, and, and have you seen Hamilton? Keep me honest. I have not. You have not seen Hamilton. Okay. So my kids saw it on TV. Disney? Was it on Disney? Did it was on Disney. So yes, okay. yes, they saw yeah. it. They saw it on Disney. I was saying I, I didn't pay for them to see it on Broadway. I don't know why I added that. But anyway, so <laughs> Hamilton brought up Hamilton. There was a part of Hamilton where they talked about the election of Thomas Jefferson for president. Mm -hmm. And what year was that election? That was election of 1800. Uh, and that is where the electoral college system first got tested. And actually, the, the, the system broke down and you had to go to the House of Representatives to, to break the tie because the Electoral College system broke down. So when you talk about but the- why, why, why did the Electoral College system break down? Now, you, now you're making me dig deep. Oh, so oh. We, we might have to put links out to let people go, <laughs> go, um, go study the details. But, but basically, I, I think it was a stalemate maybe in a situation where you might have 269 and 269, like you could possibly have in, in today's election. Um, of course, it was a lot less then because it was a lot less states. But the electoral college system did not pick a president the way that it was designed to. So you had to go to the House of Representatives to break the tie. That's, that's not, that's to me, that's not the same. Okay. Okay. That, so is, that, is, that is that the process broke down. This is that someone has injected doubt into our process overall. Now, when you, you know, because I, I would give that one the, yeah, when you first design something, 1.0, we're at, let's call it 45.0. <laughs> well, I was about and, to say, Aaron Burr would probably tell you that, that it was unfair and he, he, it was fraud and he got cheated. Some of the same nonsense we're hearing today. Well, um, and perhaps because of the issues with the process. But what, what I guess I'm, I'm concerned about now is that, well, one, I think we've come to this place and, and, and actually uh, to your point, I'm gonna, you know, 
these are things that I've heard in passing again, not the history buff, even the Congress, right? It used to be a lot more loose as we like to say, right? There was, there was chairs thrown and, and, and bottles and, you know, that okay. you've seen it, I think in some other countries, parliaments and everything that they just, they just kind of, kind of wild with it. Sometimes you had to get there's not, right. okay. there's not that politeness and, and we've seen that politeness leave the, the presidential office. And I, I think that the place that we've come to where you can say anything to win and that that's a place, I don't know, that I just worry about at this stage of the game. So, you know, maybe you could tell me that there was another time that this came about, but so it, maybe it's not the most important, but it is up there with very, very, it's in rarefied air, let's say. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I see where you're coming from. So it's no need to, need to bring up some of the other elections that some people might contest. Well, I, I'm, I'm curious because I'm, you know, well, I'm, I'm always okay. interested. Eight, I don't 18, know history, 1860, 1860, that must be a pretty important election, Abraham Lincoln. Some people might say that election changed the that, course of America. That seems 2020 hindsight. Okay. <laughs> is, is it not? Because as I understand it, and this is where you can correct me again, is that Lincoln was not necessarily Mr. You know, he wasn't an abolitionist. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But he campaigned on the anti-slavery platform. From the beginning, his platform was anti-slavery. Um, okay. No, he was not a abolitionist because this was the quote-unquote moral and right thing to do. He was anti-slavery because he thought that was the only way that you protect the union and keep the union intact. Okay. So no, he was not, I believe that this is wrong. He was saying the only way we save our country is to, to abolish slavery. Okay, so so because slavery was on the ballot, then that could poss possibly be up there. So yeah, so okay, I'll, I'll put that in the so, rarefied air. Of okay, so so really now I'm empty because it's, yeah. it's hard it's hard for me to even argue that anything else is as close as what I think is on the ballot this time or was on the ballot this time. Well, since. well let's talk about that. Okay. And then people can say, well, yeah, there's worse than that. It, uh, just to make sure that everyone's aware of the things that are on the ballot. And um, yeah, I mean, what do you think tops tops the list? I know it's hard because I'm, I'm thinking about it now. Well, my answer would be to that. What what tops the list as the, as the issue that's on the ballot? Mm, good question. I mean, there, 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 <laughs> there are a lot of things that you kind of hinted on one. I mean, the one that hits home for me is, is the, the, the race issues. Without a doubt, racism was on the ballot this time. Now, as I say that, and I look at these election results come in, it's pretty sad that if other people thought racism was on the ballot, to get a near 50-50, I don't know who won, two days later, it's pretty disappointing. So maybe that's just me in my head thinking that racism was on the ballot. Maybe, maybe America didn't see it that way. Or, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I, I, I think <laughs> the funny thing is, I think that's a whole nother show. I think uh, whether or not people perceived racism as being on the ballot is partly based on your belief in the fact that racism still exists. Okay. And partially based on 
your, which is probably actually a little, a lot of overlap, um, the parties, because because I've seen surveys where the Republicans, both from a sexism and racism perspective, don't believe it exists as often as when they survey Democrats, the average Democrat. So, so yeah, I think the the question of whether racism is on the ballot is there. I, I do want to say that I do believe, and we did a show on this um, some time ago about the blacklash. Yep. Right. Is, is this, all of this, an avalanche, which, which actually goes back to your point about whether or not Barack Obama, you know, uh, the, his, uh, 2008 was was the the most important election because it did it lead to all of this and again that's that's 2020 so i guess if if we're asking at the time that we know it yeah i i feel like the reaction which a lot of folks would not acknowledge as racism the reaction to barack obama's election was the trigger for this fall of dominoes that we've had since then that has led us to this point. Right. Oh, without, without question. And I often describe it as a pendulum swinging and Barack Obama was a pendulum that swung in one direction. And unfortunately the energy and effort that came in after Barack Obama's victory to swing that pendulum back in the other direction was, was defied all laws of physics because it went extremely hard and extremely strong back in which I think it was three or four or five steps backwards from a race and equality standpoint to get to President Trump. Well, it, it got help. Well, of course. Um, I think, I think, and, 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 you know, I, 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 I do want to acknowledge what, you know, I've heard and what spurs people to vote in the way that we're saying is, is sort of pro-racism. <laughs> You know, and as I'll say it plainly, you know, voting for Trump, I think in the last election, there was a lot of lack of enthusiasm, which is at the, at the least for the other candidate for Hillary. Right. And at the most, there was a lot of animosity and a lot of the animosity, I will say, was based on. inflated i'll call it again to be to be sort of gentle inflated uh that's what that's what we're about we being gentle today a kind I'm, of I'm, well, well okay i i, I feel like there so i will say the republicans are very 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 skilled at crafting a concise pointed message that hits people in their hearts. Right. So, so I go further. I mean, I agree everything what you just said, but I go a step back is they are experts at finding the right message and then crafting it. They do, they do a great job of that. And you definitely have seen that in the last two election cycles. And one thing I give President Trump credit for is he somehow finds the bone to throw to the dog. He's, he has an mm -hmm. art of doing that. Mm -hmm. He's going to find the right bone and he's going to he's going to find the right dog to throw it to. And it doesn't have to be based in truth. We know that doesn't have to have any moral basis to it. 
Um, but it is just the right bone that he throws to the right dog. And I guess what we're seeing is that about 50% of America appears to be that right dog for his, for his message. Yeah. And we've talked, again, we've talked about this before. I, I, and I agree with you in the, and I think it is, is more major. I mean, I think you made it an aside is that it doesn't have to be the truth. No, it's, um, I think it's, when you bombard people with a certain message, I'm going to be honest with you, the, based on the commercials I saw, the ads that were played to me, talking about misinformation and media and all of that, I had to actively search for the non-Republican candidates and watch the debates in order to know what was truth and what was not. Or at least what was potentially not true. And, and you know, and, and I, so I had to actively do my own digging in order to fact check and, and you know, I mean, I, I used, I, I will be totally honest, I used, you know, the Associated Press and some, some credible sources to fact check some of these things, but, and, and in a lot of instances, they were untruths, but they were everywhere, such that I couldn't get it out of my head. So, right. so when you talk about effectiveness, and I had to question it, when you talk about effectiveness of the message, so, and, and I don't know that a lot of people are like me and are interested in chasing these things down and finding these things out. And, and I'll be totally honest, it took a lot of time. So I don't know that a lot of people have the same time to do that. And that's unfair. That is extremely unfair to the electorate. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't disagree with you. People don't have the time, the energy, and some, in some instances, the resources to to do the fact checking that that you probably went through when when some of these things didn't didn't quite seem right to you. On this concept of fairness, I would agree it's unfair. I guess the only thing I might add is that no one promised fair though. There's no well, fairness. In, there's no fairness in politics. Yeah. Um, this is not a fair to me fairness is not the question here the issue is ultimately this is stuff that is could be considered slanderous you know and our our courts certainly have a way to work that through and i know you're 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 a lawyer so but there's there's, there's gotta be a limit and i feel like we are way 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 i mean i understand there's gray and there's spin and there's you know kind of there's all this stuff but there's got to be a limit and I don't know what that is and I don't know how to enforce it in all honesty especially given how it's difficult to enforce slander cases as I understand uh, especially against political figures um, it's almost impossible well yeah no and I'm I'm totally just you know and, and actually let me know let me step back from that I was going to say I, yeah I was just talking about just general people regular people right right um, but on top of that our politicians actually should be held to a higher friggin' standard so it should be easier to hold them to something that requires them to be transparent with us. And that we are lacking that. And that is, that's, that's, and then I think that is on the ballot too. The interest in integrity, the, the, the integrity period, not just of our elections, but of our officials. Now, politicians have always been known, right? I mean, it's a, it's a stereotype, you know, politicians lie. Right. I think politicians tend to spin, but what I have seen and, and what we have seen over the last, I mean, I would say the last 20 years 
is more and more of it just being bold faced lies. Like, n- unlike anything before. Well, the stereotype's not new. So. No, that's what I'm saying. It's it's never been, everyone tries to make it, you know, look like they're you know, telling the course. truth, that they have integrity. Well, not even that. They're, they, they look good, right? So they don't want to. But I found that there was much more in the past of, hey, focus on another topic and get people sort of off that topic. I mean, that was, as, to be as honest, opposed I got, to just you know, line yeah, about it. I got communication and media training that said, have a message and keep with that message. Now, the right. Republicans do that well, too. They have a message, but their message typically includes, you know, at, in, the, in the details, some, some hardcore lies. And then the Democrats are starting to do it, too. I mean, it's becoming pervasive in, so I shouldn't say it's party specific, but I feel like the Republicans have done well and in order to win, they are continuing with that strategy. Right. So I, I guess I would say I don't think integrity was on the ballot. Ooh. Okay. Well, maybe that's our. I, I, I um <laughs> I think this country would be in a better place with a new president because I think number forty-five has been has has been so void of integrity that I mean it's just ridiculous. It's hard to even hard to even explain. You know, I listened to a press conference today where it's just amazing. In, in places where he's behind, he wants them to keep counting the votes. But in places where he's ahead, he wants them to stop counting the votes. I mean, how, how do you say that in the same press conference? It's, it's just amazing to me. Only a lack of integrity would allow you to do that. And, you know, he can do it and, and not bad an eye. So I think wait, that's so bad why- for the country. Well, why do you think integrity wasn't on the ballot? That it was. It was. If if you say that, then Trump was the no integrity candidate, and Biden was the integrity candidate. So are you saying that Biden was not, or that? I'm saying Biden's not. I was about to say Biden's no priest, but I'll. I'll that's probably a bad analogy. <laughs> um, but I mean, Biden has a history too that he had to deal with, and and he and he had to. Speak put some spin on some of the things he's done in the past. But but I guess what I'm saying is if integrity, people can argue about whether or not racism, I guess. If if you if you live in a place of privilege, you can argue about whether or not racism exists in this country. How do you argue about whether or not you should have integrity in your elected officials? Um, so but that's if, not that's not the but that's but that's what we're saying is that you can't argue about it. So it's on the ballot right, and so, how do you choose the person who has demonstrated that they care nothing about. Okay, but the way you characterize it was Trump is the candidate of no integrity. So is 50% of this country saying, yes, I want candidates of no integrity? Yes. I would say yes. <laughs> so wait, you're, you're saying that, I mean, it's, no, I, I believe, what, what people, what I people believe a good slice of that 50% believe he's telling the truth. Okay. As crazy as the truth may be. As crazy as his spin of the truth may be, I think they think he's telling the truth. I think that they know that in certain instances, so I will say this, even for the people that, that there are, I've seen interviews with Trump supporters where they say that, yeah, I know that he probably didn't tell the truth about this, but he's pro-life or he's this or he's that. So as long as he has certain things, his integrity is actually the only integrity they want is that 
on a particular the, issue. The, the particular issue is is you know that he stays on point with those issues but other than that he can play with with things that's that's what i've seen so i don't know if i believe that everyone i think there's probably a slice just like i said i mean i think the republicans have been masterful i'm gonna give them total credit at crafting messages that hit the heart and then people can go with that right i will say that yeah in a lot of those instances you ask a few questions which you just mentioned and it's like uh, how's that possible how can you think the one is true when he just said the other thing the contrary in the same sentence <laughs> it's just you know so it's so so we think that the top things on the ballot were clearly race was a part of it we we also agree that it's talking about integrity the integrity of our elections is is up i think what you're saying is there's no clear sort of when he says count some where i'm losing it there, so basically it's just about do what it takes to win and not do what it takes what, to win. what the process is and 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 being you know uh faithful to it regardless of what the outcome is right it's it's right. do what it takes to win and then i i think the the last thing which i i have to mention just because I, I read an article just recently, and I think the publication was Civil Eats. I'll, we'll put a link into it. And Michael Pollan had tweeted it in on his uh, in Twitter account. And it basically talked about how the USDA and the EPA have, based on the people that he's put in there and the policies that they have either rolled back and regulations that they've rolled back or that they have instituted, uh, have really affected the likely they, they will have long-term implications in terms of the food that we eat and the cleanliness of our environment including the water including the air and and so we'll have long-range implications for you know they took rolled back a ban on a pesticide that had been determined and this the data still there that says that you know, it has these particular bad effects on health. And, uh, you know, you can go and research, and again, I'll, I'll leave the link with the USDA, and you talk about the farmers and the support for the, 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 all of the regulations that they put in place supported the larger food producers. Right, right. Supported GMOs. Right. Um, actually money. went against money. organic farmers. So anyway, I, I put that out there because I think that what we'll start to see, I mean, this is actually an issue with the food system, our food system, the food that we're getting is going to make us sicker. That's right. And the, and the water. And, and I, that's a really, really, really big deal. And people, we, I think we took it for granted because we've had these things in place for so long. Um, but there is a lot, I mean, the article is long the types of things that they mention are huge. And even with someone different in office, it's going to be difficult to bring things back. So I just wanted to put that out there because I think there are many things like that that we're not even aware of. I mean, don't don't have me go into the judicials. Well, which, which it hits me close to home, what happened with the judicial system. So I, I guess you, you're pointing to things that probably were not on the ballot because people didn't know enough about them right. for them to even be an issue, which is sad. What really should happen in our hmm. system is... And debates. The voter... Say that again. 
and the debates, what should happen and the in the debates. debates. Right. The, <laughs> you, you talk about integrity and, and, and who's holding feet to the fire. The voter's job is to hold the politician's feet to the fire. And what should happen is if they lie to you, you vote them out. Yeah. Um, that's what should happen. If they don't act in your best interest, you vote them out. Unfortunately, and I don't know if it's because we live our life by shallow social media, no one's digging deep into the issues like you did, or not enough people are digging deep into the issues like you did, but we're not testing our politicians, our leaders, quote unquote, the way we should in order to decide who should, who should lead us. No, and hopefully, not. hopefully this election and what we learn from this election, by the way, Georgia is down to 2000 point, 2000 vote difference to see who's going to get the electoral college in Georgia. Maybe this election will wake some people up. But unfortunately, I don't. That's not what I'm seeing coming out of this. Um, so maybe that's T. Lee. That's that's your job. And, and that's my job. And, you know, we, we need to get people to wake up to the real issues. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think that's, I think that's, uh, you know, we we all talk about it. I guess more, uh, we would love to hear from people, and I think that that is the key. I, I think that this election is it's going to be what it is, and I think we have to be active, just like I you know was in terms of finding out the the source of. Uh, all the things that I was hearing, we have to be active. We can't be passive. And we have to hold politicians, as you said, accountable to what we expect. And we have to know if they are or are not, you know, doing what we expect. And we have to figure out ways. I mean, you know, I, I, I talk about it with, um, with healthcare and, you know, insurance, and we kind of, especially when we're sick, we, right, we get tired, and we don't fight for what is right with insurance companies and healthcare. And, you know, so as a, as a patient, you have to advocate for yourself. And I think as citizens, we have to advocate for ourselves better. We have to, because unfortunately, like, like insurance, sometimes it's, it's, it's not for you, it is for profit, and it's for winning, like we right. talked about. And that's what our politics is becoming unless we as citizens take an active role in being informed and holding um, the folks that so are there accountable. Well, there you go. So the most important election in history, I, I would say yes. I mean, I think voter participation was high this time around. And, and, and that's good. That's a step in the right direction. Hopefully it's a, a new floor and not a ceiling. Um, hopefully what we saw and the activity we saw is just the beginning of an increased activity going forward. But the next step is education and educating yourselves on the issues and, and, and not, not taking any wooden nickels from, from a politician. Yeah. I mean, I think the major thing is to your point, voter participation was up, but please, for those of you who don't usually vote, who voted this time, don't think that that's the end, that we're, we're, we're through the, the, the finish line. It's just the this beginning. Is, this is just the beginning. So we'll, we'll be here with you. <laughs> uh, and we hope you'll be here with us. We're going to do a live show when we get more closer to a, a final 
and we'll we'll get your your thoughts and feelings about what what we can do next. Right. Since Talk we about are just what's at next. the beginning. And and when we look at this in hindsight, it'll be clear that this was the most important election because it was the catalyst for us to doing the next the next great thing. So no stupid questions. Thanks everybody. Right. Thank you, T Lee. Thank you, Jack. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>